0: Deserve all the bad shit that happens to you because you do the stupidest mess, right? And you keep on doing it, like you haven't learned your lesson the first time, bro. I don't understand what the
1: fuck's wrong with you, bro. Like, you deserve this shit. Bro. Sometimes in life, blank McConaughey, you're gonna shit your pants because <laughs> you drink too much too much blank coffee in the morning. You know, it's Mate, just
2: well, you, you do, do realise coffee, coffee and pickling of a liver doesn't go well.
1: Yep, yep. I'm, I'm aware this, this of that. This fucker right here, man. You, you deserve this shit, right? So <laughs> since
0: you're drinking black coffee right now, right? When you go missing off this shit, we're just gonna rip the shit out of you, man. <laughs> you oh, well, you're I know. Just, you're this, this, stupid as fuck. Like, anyway, anyway,
2: <laughs> we're gonna tie, we're gonna time it like, and we're gonna say as he reached the toilet, yeah. or as he actually just shit his pants. Based it on
0: wouldn't be based... the first time he shits his pants, bro.
1: No, 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 no. I've sh- I've shit my pants in I shit my pants in Mexico. I shit my pants in Italy. I shit my pants <laughs> in two different places in Italy. Actually,
3: fuck it. <laughs> See, no bruv, man what? with the same mind would admit that, right? But this guy. D- Anyway. Honestly, man, once surely is enough. Fucking hell.
1: No, no, see in <laughs> life. Jesus Christ, in,
3: you need a nappy.
1: In life you have to own you have to own your shit, even if it's in your pants. That's the way I believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are a grown man, bro. This, this this should not be something that you should be admitting to. You're a grown man. You should be ashamed of yourself, bro. If you were what, ten? Eleven <laughs> it's shameful then. You know what I mean? You're thirty four years old still oh. shitting yourself, bruv. What the man, you are hopeless, bruv. You're Jesus hopeless
2: Christ. If you're ten, you you are actually oh. you're known through that throughout your school life, aren't you? As a boy who shit his pants. Exactly. Oh, I'm yeah,
1: known throughout, throughout my adult life. Him I'm, I'm known throughout <laughs> my adult life as the man who shit his pants. So but that's good to that, that, yeah? No, you gotta That's embarrassing. Gotta gotta, gotta tell your story. It's like man.
3: in uh, in between isn't it? In between, as they just go for it.
2: Well, the instead, li- a <laughs> instead of briefcase wanker, it's going to be shit pump wanker.
1: Ship,
3: the lion, the, and the witch, and the skinny running shit himself. <laughs> oh, Skidmark wanker. <laughs> oh mate, they start oh, man, abusing him, hopeless. don't they? Wayne, Wayne, Pooney all that yeah, shit. You are
0: hopeless, Max. You oh. are hopeless, but. What a, what a start to this fucking! <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the perfect way I wanted to start this shit, right? Because actually, th- let's let's welcome the people into to what this is, right? Since Ars Bros is trying to diversify its portfolio, all right. Now, to those who are wondering why the fuck they're hearing my voice first and foremost, as well, I'm running this shit. I've been giving the keys to the fucking asylum. But to the new listeners to this shit, let me introduce myself. I go by the name of Manny, Blackzilla, <sighs> Shakespearean Lens Lehman, architect of fucking aggravation, barmine. Jens layman
2: Sorry mate, I'm gonna interrupt you. Let Jens
0: Lehman. The Shakespearean Jens Lehman, bro. Because oh, right. I because I write poetry and I'm
1: angry as fuck.
0: Alright, so it <laughs> works. You know what I mean? Black McConaughey,
1: Matt McConaughey's oh. evil cousin. <laughs> Just fuck you, bro. Right? Just
0: fuck you. We'll go. I'm going to introduce everybody here, but you probably know the voice of this cunt over here. But we're going to introduce him anyway. But let me explain what this is. Right? So, I don't know how much often we're going to do this. Weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. But this, we're going to grab one topic. We're going to grab one topic and we're going to strip it bare. And what I mean by strip it bare, we're going to go deep with this fucking topic and when you go deep it gets dark so don't do it unless you can deal with the residue that's a warning to your ass anal fuckers out there man so <laughs> see what I did there bruv ass anal ass, there you go. You, you'll figure it out you'll figure it out right so on a weekly or bi-weekly basis I'm gonna have some guests on here could be one could be two could be three and tonight I've got three I've got three absolutely diverse individuals The first one you already heard Because he's a prick and he can't keep his mouth shut He is Macaulay Culkin's Retarded cousin I have never known a man to <laughs> shit on himself As much as this guy But he can take a chair shot as good as Mick Foley <laughs> Macaulay Mailmax. Max Talk to me bruv Talk to me, what's going on?
1: Mate, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a backseat driver today I've given you the keys to the car You know, I yeah. feel like a I, f- I feel like a father i feel like a father except my child is like a 14 stone angry black man so which which you which are would not make, my dad bro, bro i'm I not like claiming it. you i'm not fe- claiming you. i feel, feel not like my dad. it no, no no i feel like it i feel my like name is not Theo no, for one. you know i love theo you know theo's my boy you know, yeah, his, know why, you know when Potsy was doing is. You know when Potsy was doing is is one to elevens on Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Yeah. You know who. You know who I would have mm-hmm. had on the right.
0: You're a dickhead. Go sit down, man. Go, it go sit been, down. Let me let it would, me go, it sit been Theo. go sit down. Go sit down. I think let me introduce you to the two other you know normal guests that we've got here. But actually, Max, unmute yourself for a second. Let me ask you this: You had a childhood like I did, right? Did you used to watch the old Cartoon Network? Where the fuck it, is he gone?
3: He's gone for his shit. <laughs> do you know what? He probably has. <laughs> oh my God. You
0: could not have timed this better. Well, fuck it. I'm going to do <laughs> this. we three I'm, minutes in. <laughs> I'm going to do this without this absolute waste of space, right? So if you had a childhood like I did, you watched the old <laughs> Cartoon Network. And one of the most underrated cartoons on there was Ed, Ed, Neddy. And on Ed, and Neddy, there was one particular character by the name of Double D, right? Highly intelligent. (laughs) Highly intelligent. Always wore a hat. Well, I can guarantee you this gentleman right here was wearing a hat right now. We have the Scunthorpe Double D in the house. You know him as Scunny. Talk to me, bro. What's going on, man? <laughs> mate, what is going on, analogy bro? of me ever. <laughs> you always wear a fucking hat when you are on guns. So I'm not wearing one today. Double D, bro. That's what I'm calling you. Yeah, that. That's. This is what I'm calling you. You're the Scunthorpe double D, bro. But what's going on? Welcome
2: to the yard, man. It's been
0: a while since I've been on the podcast with you, bro.
2: It has been a while, mate.
0: It's been a long time, and you're back on us, bro. So you can be yourself on here.
2: I'll, I'm always myself. I'm always myself. Mm-hmm. I've seen you on the fucking
0: <laughs>
1: videos, bro. <laughs> I've seen you. <laughs> it's just been so long since you told Mustafi anyway. to fuck off. Where the fuck were you? Well, no, no, told you no. You I told I'm not quite there yet. I don't I don't need my shit yet. Look, like the coffee <laughs> I made this morning, it is brewing. But no, I forgot. Oh. I, I've. I forgot to plug my laptop in, <laughs> and it immediately. Mate, went it was quiet. seven minutes
3: in, man. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Go Buzz for me. your shit. No, nah, no,
1: nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We're gonna let it ride. We're gonna let it ride. I like treating shits like playing poker. You know, sometimes you got to double down. <laughs>
0: <game>. Oh my <laughs> god. Anyway, my final guest on this on this debut show here on Ask Bros. This brother has been taking the podcast scene by storm. Insightful. Passionate. He hates Shaka as well. So that's welcomed over here. Right? <laughs> and he can't drive for shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so if you're out with this guy, you better or order an Uber. Right? The man's initials has its own porn category. The... <laughs> B-Tech David Coulthard, the podcast whore himself. down Potts,
3: welcome to the yard, bro. What's going on? Mate, I love what that appearance. Going on? Oh, man, I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to this. Do you know what I can compare this to, man? Being on, being on, say, same old Arsenal guns, it's like being interviewed by Michael Parkinson. Now I'm being interviewed by Ali G. Do you know what I mean? That's the way it is now. And I'm fucking with Ali G all day long, man. I'm looking forward to this, bro. You know I am. You know I am looking forward Whoa. to this, man.
0: You know we're going to go in on this. You know we're going to go in. All right. Now, like I said on the top of this, this is the space where we take one hot topic and we strip it to the bare bones. We go deeper than the porn star's throat over here with this one. So the first topic, we're going to talk about the fans, mate. Because it is open season on us fans at the minute. We are damned if we do and damned if we don't. On the one hand, fans were criticised for their deserved treatment of Granit and Xhaka. We all know how we feel about that one. And now Aubameyang is being criticised for his relationship with the fan. Don't criticise your own players. Don't have a positive relationship with your own players. Dan, I'm going to come to you first because I messaged you earlier on. I don't know if you guys watched the video of Guillaume Balague talking about this situation in Arsenal at the minute. Now, what he said was this. There's an over exaggeration. We are going too far with our criticism. We are not that bad. Fans are easily manipulated. Damn.
3: Talk to me, bro. Listen, this is the t- this is the typical example of Balagay just saying, look I can go and tell you what's happening in Spain if one of your teams is going to sign a Spanish player. But if you're going to do that, then please shut the fuck up because I'm not interested in anything else you've got to say about our fans. This geezer is not an Arsenal fan. This geezer does not support Arsenal. I'm damned if he even likes our club. But all of a sudden, he's saying that things are okay. How the fuck does he know what's going on with us when all of a sudden he's now an expert, is he, on Arsenal fans and how Arsenal are supposed to be doing? He could look at the way Arsenal are playing and be happy with that and say that we're exaggerated. This geezer just proves to me that he's got no idea about Arsenal as a whole and no understanding with the fans. So please just don't fucking have an opinion on shit like that because it's going to get you in shit. Fans aren't going to respect that fans are not going to sit there and say oh because people have said to me oh Balagu when he says something it normally happens he's like the Spanish David Ornstein and if you want to come and suck his cock as well then fair one but for me when it comes to, to Balagu there is only one thing he's good for and that is reporting that somebody is about to join from Spain or come to Spain so I had no respect wa- about that I don't even listen to shit like that man I don't, I don't look at that and say I respect his opinion on shit like that because he does not have an understanding for me of how, what it is like to be an Arsenal fan so that's my opinion on the, on the geezer's opinion mm.
0: and I love how you're swearing with impunity I, I, I love that <laughs> I love how you I can get away with it now in. man yeah I love you how you understand the space that you're in but doesn't he have a point when he says that especially this fan base doesn't he have a point when, we, when he says that we are easily manipulated and that things are easily amplified when it comes to the
3: Arsenal fan base but do you not think that that is the minority of some of these deluded fans that have that opinion? Because people were slating, uh, <clears throat> or people have been slating Arsenal fan TV. What people don't understand from Arsenal fan TV, love it or hate it, is that if you don't like that shit, don't watch it. I said last night that I don't like Coronation Street. I don't slate it. I just don't fucking watch it. So when people say, oh, Arsenal fan TV is the, is the voice of Arsenal fans, that's bollocks. Because there's about two or three on there that just do it to get as many views as they can and get money for for the show. So, when people start talking about the Arsenal fans in general and see them as deluded, that's the minority for me. Um, you know, Baleghu for me has come out and said this. Uh, th- for me, that I'm not going to sit there and get frustrated by it and say, oh, the, you know, this this what he's saying is true and and stuff like that. I just think that you know, I, if he wants to have an opinion on that, then fair one. But for me. I don't respect it because I don't believe that he knows the true Arsenal fans and the true Arsenal meaning of being an Arsenal fan. I feel we get treated like shit, personally. I don't think our board have treated us well over the past, I'd say, 12 years. Since we moved over to the Emirates, I think it's been pretty harsh the way we've been treated. Hmm. Who wants to jump
0: in and actually add into this?
3: Mate, it's just more Tinder.
1: It's another spark onto a Tinder pile that is Arsenal. Uh, and, that, and that's what we have to understand about us as a fan base. And that's what we have to understand about what AFTV has done. Not in the scope of us as Arsenal fans, but how we're viewed externally as Arsenal fans because of their success. Right, That's the space that they control. That's the part that they own. When they came to power, or when they came to notoriety, sorry, I should say, you know, towards the end of that Wenger period when we were in a state of combustion where we were going to explode where we were like a 12-year-old boy sucking on his first titty just knowing that something was going to happen you know when when they first when they first came in they took advantage of the fact that we were about to ejaculate shit all over ourselves and now what has happened is that the rest of the world has seen aftv and they've seen that fiery, explosive, shouting into the microphone element. And now we're viewed as, a, as a, being a highly volatile fan base across the board. And you know what? For probably two years, I thought that that was a minority. I thought that AFTV and the way that AFTV acted was a minority. Then I joined Fans Forums then i started a podcast and started putting content out into the world on arsenal australia on you know our own uh, our own platform uh, arsenal fans forum which you know we all subscribe to and we're all a part of you know and started seeing the venom and the fucking hatred and how do i put this nicely the fucking retardation of the large portion <laughs> of our fan base changing their mind going after players individually, not seeing the bigger picture. And now I realise that the reason why a lot of us don't like AFTV is because sometimes it's like looking in the mirror and not liking what looks back at you. And it's a reflection of the way that we've become. It's a reflection of how aggressive we've become. It's a reflection of how reactive we've become. And fuckwits like GM are able to just go and throw a piece out into the world and don't think these guys aren't getting paid, you know, they're not getting paid for clicks or they're not getting paid for, you know, getting pieces out there that get lots of traction. And the second you put something out there to an Arsenal fan, like I said at the start of this rant, it's just more tinder for the fire and we're a combustion. We just explode and we take it, you know, and that's, that's the issue with us as a fan base right now. I think that we have, we have become the thing that we hated most. Damn, that's fucked up
2: right that, fucked up. i'm gonna say i can't um, disagree any with any of that uh, it has become an embarrassment
0: we've always been an embarrassment
2: well there's that yeah we've always been an embarrassment
0: and i think Dan brings up something that i don't agree with in terms of we've been treated like shit i agree with that part but there's something that you missed I think us as a fan base, we've allowed the board and the powers that be to treat us like shit. We've allowed them to run all over us, right? Since we moved to the Emirates, there was talk of we need to go through this period, and then we're gonna come out at the other end, and we're gonna be all fine. When it was apparent that that was never going to happen, this fan base sat on his hands and allowed the gazidis and and the previous manager, because he was a part of it as well, all of those serpents, we allowed them to ejaculate on our faces more and more <laughs> and more. And even to even to this fucking day, no, listen, even to this fucking day, you may not agree with this, right? Even to I, this I'm fucking agreeing with day,
2: it. I'm, I like the way it's put.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> even, to this, even to this fucking day, the way it should have been, the board should be scared of the ire of the fans, but that's not the case. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they like. And the fans allowed it and it's people that come out and go oh but friends we don't have a voice and, and what can we really do fans don't understand the power we actually have we don't understand that we can actually affect what goes on at the club if we actually unite and come together and actually put our heads together but we don't do that spend most of our time arguing about Venger in wenger out arguing about <coughs> stinking ozil and shit players like jacko and and referees and all of that madness we should have come together way before the Wenger in Wenger out, way before the AFTV shit was going down. The day that Van Persie left was the day that the fan base should have gone, wait a minute, he's actually talking a little bit of sense here. But fans spent most of the time going, fuck Van Persie, when they really should have looked at the powers that being gone. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did we let our top scorer go to United for so cheap? And win the league with him And win the league with him? But for all that time, nobody actually got angry and went, Gazidas, Venk, what the fuck aren't you answering? To? Why aren't you answering for this? Nothing happened.
1: Well, I put you know this to you. I, I, I put this to you. Go on, I go this on, to you and I, I specifically put this to Dan as the as the season ticket holder in the room. Right? And I upset some people. I upset some I always upset people but I mean I upset more people than normal yes
0: because you because you're alive bruv. that's why you yeah. that's why yeah. you upset people you're I
1: alive upset more you're people than normal when a, a lot Ouch. of the a, a lot of the we care to you stuff came out earlier no, oh, oh, on oh,
0: we're good oh, hold right? on we're gonna get gonna I'm not right,
1: gonna man. talk about the weak care to you stuff specifically but when All that right. stuff came out and I, I upset some people and I upset some people with this kind of broad ranging statement when you say how have we allowed it to happen because we don't have any power mm-hmm. when you say what no, could we have, what could we have done i'm a big believer in there's very little that we could have done outside of i mean i bullshit mean we've gone through, we've gone okay so we protested Vanny. we protested what did it do nothing i mean Max. we 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 unseat we no let me finish Cunt. we unseated the manager right But the Mm -hmm. issue, the systemic issue, was still the people around him. You know, it's the same people that went and put this incredibly conservative, manic manager in charge. It's the same people who have let us get nine points off the pace, right? It's the same people. Uh, Essentially, they sit there in in this, you know, untouchable ivory tower, and it doesn't seem to matter what we do. (laughs) And I put this to Dan. I put this to Dan as the season ticket holder because the only thing that I believe that we can do that has any genuine effect is people walking away from their season tickets. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I genuinely mm-hmm. believe that we have the power to do. <coughs> and as people who are either over there and can't afford a season ticket or in Australia or in Scunthorpe or whatever, you know, the the only tangible thing that is ever going to have any effect and do you know what? I don't care if it's not the entire game, right? I don't care. I'm I'm not saying bin your season ticket. I understand the the, the concept and the idea that you own that season ticket and it will take half a lifetime to get another one. I understand that. I understand that there's a million people who are ready to take that ticket off your hands. I get that. But surely, everyone coming together, like Manny said, and maybe not walking in until the 30th minute, that's the way you send a message to the board and you keep doing it until the board listens <coughs> if that takes five games 10 games if it takes until the end of the season you keep doing it that's the only way the fans have any real power like, like we'll get onto it later but shit like we care. Do you i i just think it's a front but we can get there when you want to get there manny but dan that's what i put to you the only power Go, we'll that get, you we'll have is, is as a season See ticket holder <laughs>
3: See, it's interesting because I've said, I've had this conversation with Manny and Manny knows the reasons that I go to games. is not just, for me, the 90 minutes of football at the moment is getting in the way of my, my social time because I go up there with my dad. I have a relationship, great relationship with my old man and we enjoy watching football, talking about football. We enjoy the social side. We meet friends up in the pub. At the moment, that 90 minutes, which used to be enjoyable for me and my dad, has become a bit of a fucking depressing day and a bit of a pr- depressing uh, time. So for me... I will keep going to games for them reasons, just for the pure fact that that will be me and that's what I do with my old man. And people that say that's nuts have never had that relationship with a friend, brother, cousin, father, whoever it be. So. That's the way that that, that I, I put that. So when people say to me, oh, you just keep going to games, you're not going to do any." No, no, no. You, listen listen to what I'm saying. The reason I'm going is so much more than 90 minutes of football and about wanting that team to win. There's so much more affected to me. But it's interesting what you say, Max, because for me last season, I did see the fans start to have a voice because people tried to play it down, but I did not attend. My dad did not attend the Man City at home game where we just got battered in the League Cup final by Man City 3-0. We went to the Emirates the pre the next week and it was fucking snowing, hailing, game was nearly called off. There was about ten to 20,000 people that went to that game. And there was empty seats everywhere. And people said, oh, it's because of the weather. No, it wasn't. That was because they made a stand to say we're not fucking going to watch this team at the moment because they're dog shit, and that for me is so true. People were saying that's not true and that that, is, that wasn't how it was. It was all to do with the weather. It was because we were playing shit. It was Wenger's last season that we kn- that we didn't know that at the time, and then fans thought, do you know what? If we start to do more more stuff like this, then potentially it could. Now we haven't seen that since yet. We haven't seen people stop and going to games. That? What we have? What, why is that? <clears> though? Why do you think that is? Fuck knows, mate. Fuck knows. Good question. I think for me, it's because we haven't seen that because it's now fans feel they've got what they wanted. Wenger's out. Venga's done. For me, I can see that happening again if the border are as weak as we believe at the moment. Because they've got no loyalty to this fucker. Yeah, Uno Emery. There's no loyalty to this Guizzo whatsoever. Nobody cares what happens to him in terms of his success or progress in his life. They just know that he is a, a manager. He's not an Arsenal legend like Arsene Wenger will, will remain to be. He's just a manager. So that we can get rid of him and get someone else in. It's no not problem. A so anymore. I think it's going to get a very toxic. <clears throat> what this coach, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, one like, last thing I was going to say about fans having a voice. Exactly. So one last thing I was going to say about people having a voice is that for me, I've seen two players get booed this season already. One in pre-season in Mustafi, the other player get booed was Granit Xhaka. The last time that happened, right, was Ebue and Hector Bellerin. Now, two of them managed to, book, to turn their career around and become fan favourites in Ebue and Bellerin. And the other two clowns, one of them has been transfer listed and no fucking team wants. And the other one's thrown his toys out the pram and throws a captain's armband on the band. That, to me, proves how arrogant these two players are. Now, I don't know if it was you, Manny, who told me that one of your friends met Mustafi and said he was an arrogant prick. He's an arrogant, stuck-up cunt. So there we go. And that belief, to, to be honest with you, mate, it looks like Granite Xhaka is as well because the reaction there to me is unforgivable. So that's what I want to say about fans having a voice because fans have actually had a voice there and people have slated it and slagged it off. And people have said that that should not be happening to Mustafi, that he shouldn't get booed. What, so fans can't express their opinions. Granite Xhaka gets cheered for the substitution, waltzes his way off the pitch, reacts like that, and then all of a sudden the fans are to blame. Why is it never yeah, that's any that's other, that's anybody
0: else's fault? Let, let's not even go into the granite Jack thing because I think, cause yeah, I think that's been done over and over and over again. But I want to come to Scunny on this one, man. Tell me, like, do you believe that fans are genuinely have no voice, or do you believe that we're just we're just a shit fan base that can't get its shit together?
2: I don't, I don't necessarily that a lot of the fan base, uh, the fan base don't have a voice. I just don't think we're being listened to. Uh, mm. We've got an arrogant board. Uh, I would say so now. With the whereas before it wasn't solely down to the Cronkays, was it? Now it it is solely down to them because they are pretty much full ownership of Arsenal now.
0: Don't remind me, man. Uh,
2: whereas before it was split, and then you know, what I mean, before that it was you know a split even more. So I just think I don't think we're being listened to. Uh, we sh- we sure as hell. I I can say I can definitely say we're not being listened to. Uh, if you I don't know how many obviously Dan and, and obviously yourself Manny. i know max is in australia so it's difficult for him to get to away games or to any game actually to be fair with being <laughs> in australia <laughs> it's just like when you go to away away games it is it's more condensed you know you haven't got fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 fans you know what i mean it, where it's it you'll have pockets whereas in away fans you you've got two you know, I mean, from 2,000 to probably about five at the most. It's, so it's a lot more condensed, and I at half time when I went to Leicester at half time, it you could feel the atmosphere turn, mm. and it was it wasn't turning for the great. Um, I know I've heard a few stories about Crystal Palace where fans were kicking off at each other, so I I don't know what it was about. I ain't got a clue, but Leicester game. There was fans kicking, you know, my Arsenal fans and Leicester fans kicking off at each other, which you don't. I don't often see. I've heard of it, and I've probably seen it on TV or on social media side of it, but I've never seen it go like that at a game. And I've been to a fair few
3: away games now, and I've never seen it turn like that. What were the fans like, Scunny? Because Lee told me that they were they were great. There was it was good.
2: Yeah, the, the atmosphere fans. was. Yeah, the atmosphere was really good for the Arsenal fans. It really was. But you could feel a shift in the atmosphere after half time and as soon as we let that first goal go in, and it did change, and it really did change.
1: That, you that's because we, <laughs> we knew we had no road back for that entire first half of that game of football. I know we're, not, we, we're trying not to dig into the football, but looking at it from a fan's perspective, they still went there. I, I would probably argue, and again, you know, I'm in Australia, away games you know, aren't my thing, right? But I would argue that you're probably going to get a more intrinsic look at how the fan base feels at an away game, because travelling to away game, it's basically going to uh, synthesise the Arsenal fandom down to a much smaller pocket, like what Scunny said. And I think once you synthesise it down you do have diehards, and if you're travelling and you're travelling up to Leicester you're you're pretty entrenched in the Arsenal. right? And the reason why they would have turned is, no matter what, fans still show up to games and they still believe. I still turn on the television at you know, fuck with o'clock in the morning, and I look at the lineup and I still try and break it down. I still look at the lineup, and go, oh, three at the back. Okay. You know, I've been wanting this. Oh, a midfield that should be able to control. Okay. I've been wanting this. A holder in Torreira, a box to box runner in Genduzzi, a creative midfielder in Erzl. But it's the same shit. And by 45 minutes, those same fans that went there with the loud voice you would expect would be the same fans who are going to start having the heaviest descending voices as well this is the problem i have max right that ah, this fan
0: base we've been swallowing shit for so long we've been swallowing shit from the powers that be we've been swallowing shit from the media we've been swallowing shit from these players from a lot of these players for years where do you draw the line and when are Arsenal fans actually going to come together and act, and realize that you can influence what goes on at this club? Because without the fans, there is no club. Hashtag so when empty you the still Emirates. decide to, so when you say exactly, and and it's <laughs> something that you mentioned about coming into games for half an hour later. A lot of fans wouldn't do it because they think, oh, but I want to get in there and support the team. There's this blind loyalty, right, that some certain people have to this to this club and to this team. That shouldn't be there. I believe it shouldn't be there anyway. Because your loyalty has never been repaid. You don't see the football you want to see. I heard that only two players went and thanked the fans at Leicester. Who was yep. it? Gwendouzi and... Who Bellerin? was the other one? And Bellerin.
1: Right? Of course it takes.
0: But these are the players that you're... These are the players that you're going to support. Right? You're going to support 22 players, right? And only two... Out of 22, you went to thank you for sitting in the rain and watching shit. So when fans want to come together and go, you know what? Get, go to the Emirates half an hour later. or half an hour after kickoff. Or let's coordinate something. A lot of fans go, no, I, I want to support the team. But only two players come and thank you for traveling up to Leicester and seeing shit. So you've got to start asking yourself questions. What exactly are you backing here?
1: Well, let's because talk these about players crit- don't give a fuck. Let's talk about critical mass. So why are you giving a fuck then? Let's talk about what critical, do you mean mass, about fucking critical right? mass. At what point? <laughs> at, at what point? At what point does being a a inverted commas good fan start actually harming the Ooh. club? And I would think. <laughs> hold on a minute. I, I, I would what, think actually, that we no, might on be Max, there right hold now. Hold
0: on, Max. Hold on, Max.
1: All right. What constitutes being a good fan? What is a good fan to you? Well, my my look. The way I see a lot of Arsenal fans. The way I see a lot of Arsenal fans now in in this concept of being a good fan is a good fan is someone who sings up. A good fan is someone who doesn't boo. A good fan is someone who supports through thick and thin. A good fan is someone who believes in the youth no matter what mistakes they make or whether they're not going to be good enough. That's what a good fan is to, to an Arsenal fan now. And I would put it to you now that being a good Arsenal fan is an Arsenal fan who makes a stand against the mediocrity and the shit. And I said it before, I think it was Craig said it on the same old Arsenal podcast, right? Hashtag empty the Emirates. It's the only way forward. I would argue that right now, continuing to show up, continuing to be a good fan is the most detrimental thing you can do to a club heading down a path of mediocrity that if we keep going down, Every step we take down this path is a step further from turning back and heading home. This is a Hansel and Gretel Mm -hmm. moment, boys, and we're losing the track of breadcrumbs. We're about to walk into fucking Emery's witch house, and that motherfucker wants to put us in the oven. (laughs) 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 I've got a question for our two guests, actually. This
0: rum and ginger beer is actually starting to get to me, so I'm going to put it down for a second. So we're talking about good fans, right? And we're talking about the, the idea of being a good fan and supporting the club no matter what. When I think of a good fan, I think of somebody who doesn't want to say a bad word about the club, who will sing all the songs, who will go to every game, who will support no matter what, who won't criticise the management, who won't criticise players, who won't criticise nothing about Arsenal Football Club, right? And then on the flip side of that, there are fans with agendas, right? Now, can you be a good fan? And want the team to lose in order to enforce change, and that question goes to Dan and Scunny. Why don't you two come back to me on this one?
2: I, 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 I don't want us to lose. I never want to see us lose. Mm. But um, you know, as I don't think I'd ever want us to see us lose either. I, just, I, I don't think me wanting us to lose is going to make any difference whatsoever because we're losing anyway. Mm. Um. I think when it comes down to it, I, I've, I don't know. No, I, cry, can't, I can't say I'd want to see us lose.
3: If you want a criteria of what a good fan is and what we've just done, then I'm definitely not a good fan because I would have quite happily seen <laughs> us lose to Leicester if it meant that Emery is going to be out. And I was happy when I saw that we were getting battered just for the pure fact that, one, I knew it was going to happen. Two, I was hoping I was going to be wrong. And again, I was right. And three, I thought that fucker would get sacked. But still... He's our manager and he still seems to be getting backed. And I'm not going to go into that because we're obviously talking about fans still. But if that mm-hmm. makes me a bad fan, then so be it. I turn up to every home game that I go, I can go to and I would happily leave with half hour to go. I would happily turn up with 30 minutes to go. As long as I'm still there with my boys and my dads and I'm still having a beer and enjoying life, then I don't really care because at the moment this 90 minutes is stressing me out and I've never looked forward to an international break so much in my life. I think you're confusing
2: me there, of, of wanting us to lose and expecting us to lose. <laughs> no, I mean because this this. I, I don't want us to lose, and but I'm a realist. I expected us to lose. I never once said to anyone as uh, even when I got there and spoke to a few people. I knew we were gonna lose that game.
3: I think we all did, bruv. I think we so all did. So
2: it's it's expecting us to lose and wanting us to lose, I think it's two different things for me. You know I mean that's that's two different things for me altogether. Oh no, no. no. When there's I look at, when I look at a game and lose, I think, bro. right, we're going to lose this game. <laughs> mm. You know. But you don't but in in your heart, I suppose or in your head, you you don't want us to lose, but you're just expecting us to lose. See, this is where I'm at with this, right? And
0: when we play Vittorio... One of the worst football matches I've ever seen. And I'm not even hyperbolizing (laughs) here. It was absolute shit.
3: I only saw 25 minutes, but it looked awful. It
0: was garbage. It was Mm -hmm. garbage, right? It was watching a superior team play like a relegation team. There was nothing to this game, right? And I was on the PS4 with Ryan. We were just chatting and watching the game, right? When Mustafi scored, I was like, this is some... I was not happy. I wasn't jumping up and down going, yay, you know, we scored. I was like, this is some bullshit. We don't deserve this. So when Victoria scored, I got up and I applauded. Oh, I fucking applauded the equalizer, right? And I was fully for them to get the winner. Why? Because they deserved it a lot more than we did. See, it's not about wanting to see Arsenal lose, right? I want what we deserve. And if we go into a game and play like a mid-table team, play like we're scared, play like we don't want to win a game, then guess what? You deserve to lose. So go ahead and lose that game. I don't feel sorry about that. I don't feel about us losing games. I'm at a point where I don't give a shit what happens to us now. Because I think we've made our bed and we're lying in it. So lose that game. I don't give a shit. If that makes Mm. me a bad fan in the eyes of certain people... I'm a bad fan and I tell you go fuck yourself because I'm not in this game to be a good fan I'm not in this game to sing and be blindly loyal to the garbage that I'm seeing because when I'm reading that only two players come and thank the fans that I'm spending my money to come and see you to be entertained by you and you can't even thank me for coming all this way no go fuck yourself what am I being loyal to you for so let's skip ahead man I think
2: I hear that and I think one thing that really got me when I was at Leicester was hearing Ozil's song. And oh. it was the majority of Arsenal fans singing it. It wasn't just a cluster, like a few. There was loads. And that, I, was, I was sat there thinking, are you serious? I bet you, I bet you any money, 70 to 80% of them people were slating him.
0: See, it's so hard ago. to feel sorry for our fan base when you're singing a song for a player who has spent the majority of six years playing like a bitch.
1: Mm, I've got a theory on a goal, I've so. got a theory on the reemergence of that song though that it's not. You think much, it's because of a business, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's not as much em- directed
1: at Urza. Yeah. I think it's yeah, I, someone, I, a, yeah, I think it's directed. Yeah, I do. Towards somewhere else. I think it's directed towards the board and it's directed towards Emery. And it's almost a nice, good fans' way of singing. You don't know what you're fucking doing. Absolutely, Max. So why don't exactly, think, why
0: just is. just sing that song then? Just direct that shit towards the board. Singing that Özil song makes the fan base look weak.
2: Yeah, it I, I, I agree. It makes the fan base look I agree. weak because it, it is—it's definitely directed at the board and Emery. Because when in in that song, you'll have a he's Arsene Wenger's man or Unai Emery's man, but they are the fans are singing it, he is Arsene Wenger's man, so it's definitely directed at the board. More than it is to Urzila, I agree with that. But you could have picked a better song. <laughs> you could have picked
0: any fucking song, and you can direct it directly at the guys, right? Raoul and Eduard the game, right? I'm pretty sure they are at pretty much every game, right? Which is a, which is a change. They go up and down the country, so why not you direct? A, sing a song directed to them and the manager. Singing Urzil's song just makes you look, look weak and desperate. It makes us look desperate because you're. Banking, you're putting your hopes on a guy to change our fortunes. That's never done it before. He's never been the guy. So I believe singing that damn song makes us look weak. And when I look at the position that we're in, I can't help saying that you know what we played a part in the position that we're in. We gave the board and the managers of this club a free ride for years. So we got to accept responsibility. We got to accept a bit of blame in where we're at right now. That's what I truly believe.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. <sighs>
0: this rum is fucking getting to me, man. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like... Um, I feel like
1: Ryan when he was like down six, seven beers at six o'clock in the morning, was it? Max? It was his, his best-ass brother's podcast, so... Oh he should do God. it every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, be a degenerate like you, yeah.
1: This is the most sober I've been on a podcast in fucking ages.
0: That's because you got no choice, bro. You you're probably holding in the shit right now, still, <laughs> pinching it off. All right, so you got a turtle head yet?
1: <laughs> no, no, it, it won't be. It won't be a turtle head. It'll be more like a jellyfish by the time it comes out.
2: Uh, <laughs> no rosebuds for you, mate.
0: <laughs> All right. So on the top of this, right, we talked about fans with voices. we talked about fans having a voice and fans maybe not having a voice but during the summer there was one particular campaign that kicked that came up out of nowhere we care do you hashtag we care do you they came together and and put a letter out to the out to the world wrote a nicely worded letter to the Arsenal board Stating that the fans weren't happy with the current state of the club, the lack of signings and, and, and you know, the, the atmosphere, the Emirates and so on and so forth. A petition went out and thousands and thousands of fans signed it, me included, because I looked at it and I said to myself, oh, look, Arsenal fans are trying to come together to do something. Well, I'm, I'm going to back this 100%. But after the signings of, of Pepe and and, and the you know the transform window that we had we care do you sort of fade into the background now i want to ask my guests how do you feel about the we care do you campaign anyone just fucking jump in man. i don't care
3: where the fuck is it now that's my question mm. apparently a statements come out to say that they've not been hiding we've been here all the time have you Because as soon as I saw Josh Cronkid come out and say, be excited because we're going to sign Pepe, everyone went quiet, including them. I signed the petition as well because I thought to myself, I like the idea of this, that people are trying to do something about it instead of moaning. And Manny, you were the one who said that a few weeks before that. You'd actually said, stop talking about Cronkid, go and do something about it. And to be fair, a few weeks later, that happened. Then we see on Sky Sports News that Josh Cronkio, who I've never even seen his face before, then comes on to the, gets interviewed and says, please be excited. And do you know what a few fans were? Because Kieran Tierney was signed and then Pepe was signed. We got Danny Ceballos on loan. We all thought those three signings were going to be very good signings and let's hope they are. But when it comes to the stage of actually what happens now, everyone's gone quiet. And I'm not sure what I expected. I'm not sure that I can say I'm disappointed by it because... As I say, I don't really know what I was expecting. I was kind of hoping more than expecting. I was hoping that something was going to come of it because they've now woken up the board. They've come out, they've done an interview and said, be excited because we are going to change. That to me is a load of bullshit. Even Raul and Vinay's interview they did months ago, talking about how everybody would love to come to Arsenal when they're such a big club. Well, we were struggling to get Kieran Tierney over the line because of two million pounds. So you can't say in the same bracket that we're this massive club and we can't afford to get Tierney for 25 million. We have to go for 22 plus add-ons. We can't afford to get Pepe out. We have to get add-ons and add-ons and add-ons over five years or whatever it be. So it's just been fed bullshit. And do you know what? I still have to admit, I've not even listened to what Edu has had to say fully. I only listened to bits and parts of it, but I've seen enough of him to know that I believe he does care in terms of him coming out and walking with the crowd, getting to speak to the fans. At the Sheffield United uh, coach, apparently he'd gone up to the fans and stuff like this. So maybe it has woken them up for a few weeks, but for me, it has gone dead quiet again. And for them to put out a statement and say, we're still here, we haven't gone anywhere, just makes them look even more foolish for me. Do you know um, what We
1: Care Do You is as a, as a, as a concept to me or uh, as why I think that it's been even though a concept with good intent a, a failed concept because the only way these things work is if you're a constant voice in the background and what ended mm. up happening was they got together they got some signings and like all good Arsenal fans when the board came out and said get excited about us we'll throw you a couple of chips we'll make some signings that we were going to make anyway don't forget that right A board was going to make signings anyway Right? But they used it as an opportunity, they used it as a leverage point to create a dialogue with fans. But that dialogue wasn't based in truth. Right, That dialogue was based in bullshit. And we've seen that again and again. And the second the fan base and the second of we you were fed that line and fed that bullshit, what happened? They disappeared. Right? That needed to be a constant running throughout this entire season. If the idea was to, for the fans to be able to keep the board in check to be able to keep an open dialogue with them, why is it taken until Leicester for them to raise their heads? Why weren't they raising their heads at, yep. at Sheffield? You know, why weren't they raising their heads when the football was shit at the start of the season? Because we took the excuses. Watford away. <laughs> yep, we took the excuses and we took the bait, right? And, and to bring it back to our, our topic, the fans, right? The fans who all stood together. And on Ask Brothers, we covered this very, very early the fans sitting there allowing unai Emery to have the excuse of well i don't have both my wing backs i don't have rob holding who's played half a fucking season for arsenal Hold on, but on he's, some who, kind, wait, 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 he's some kind he's some kind of a fucking him savior to get away with that shit? what no, was that
0: no hold on a lot of fans came out and said you know oh he doesn't have this and he doesn't have that and allowed the excuses but not every fan
1: no, no, no. I'm, way, and this bullshit. is the thing. I'm, I'm looking I was at one that of them sec- sitting
0: here going, <laughs> I was one of them sitting
1: here going, it's not going to change a fucking thing. And it didn't change a thing. <laughs> and this is what I thought at the Leicester game. I thought, this is essentially, when we did on the last monthly Aspros, pros. we all said back three. We all said we wanted to see Callum Chambers in there. I even said I wanted to see David Luiz in there because I thought in a back three, he'd step forward, he'd do his job. He picked, <laughs> he my, shit, he picked my midfield. He picked the midfield that I picked. You know, he essentially did everything that I wanted him to do, and it was still shit, right? But to bring this back onto point, right? The issue with we care to you is that once again, by dipping a toe into the action pool and finding a voice, the second we're then fed whatever we need to be fed by the media, whatever we need to be fed by Arsenal, whatever we need to be fed by the board, we back straight off. That's my issue with weak Care You because now it rears its head once it's critical again. I don't need people once it's critical. Once it's critical, it's gone too mm. far. And that's the position we find ourselves in, nine points off the top with games that we could conceivably lose coming up and we're still in the easy part of the season when we should have been stockpiling points because we've got to play big teams. We could be 18 mm. points off. We, we honestly easy. could be 18 points off. And it will be a fucking disaster. And we didn't have a voice. And my, 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 my final point on this week ahead You is, right, if you're going to have an action group, it can't just be words. It can't just be the prawn sandwich brigade all getting together and saying, we're season ticket holders and we'd like to see something nice. Let's pen a nice letter. There needs to be two sides to the equation. Yes, let's pen a letter. Yes, let's get signatures and support. And then let's take action. And that's what we didn't do.
2: No, I, Manny. I, Manny I what do you think about uh, it? W- well, some... I was, yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm going say I was going to say the same. It's um, they've put out that statement and saying, uh, I think they said well, we're watching and listening. <laughs> now, <laughs> fuck off. To me, what the fuck have you been watching? Because it's sure as hell in the club. And what you've been listening to? Because it's been going on for what? Best part of two months now, so it's mm. not. It's not just a new thing that happened this weekend, just gone. It's been going on for a while. Now I don't expect them to jump on the bandwagon of Emory out because, as you know, I mean, as what it was before, they were a bit, you know, I mean, they were subtle about it. They made, they said, they sent letters. It was a bit, a uh, bit prim and proper about it, which you'd expect in some, some kind of way. But you'd expect them to make a statement beforehand. You would have expected them to say, look. You know, I mean, tell the fans. You know, a majority of this hashtag week here, do you? I, I believe the the supporters trust. I'm not entirely sure. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I'm led to believe. So you would expect them to tell fans something. You know, I me mean, way before the Leicester game for me. But again, I wouldn't have expected them to say we want Emery out. I, I wouldn't have expected them to say that because they need to be a bit. You know, I me mean, a bit. Level-headed on that sort of thing, rather than majority of fans, which would straight away, like myself, get Emery out is a fucking liability. Mm. Uh, oh, well, so yeah, and like I agree with what Max was saying. You know, they've come on at the start of the season during transfer window. They've come in. They've gone to the board. I've got a twig, and I'm going to come at you with it. And the board are going, oh shit, shit, shit. Oh, hang on a minute, we already sorted that out, yeah and now the board come back with a bloody plank with a nail in it, and and hashtag We Care to You are like, oh, shit, they've got a nail with it. (laughs) So they're they're just running off again. I mean, they've run into the background, into the bushes somewhere, waiting for the next turn, which it shouldn't be like that.
0: (sighs) Let me tell you guys what I think about these people. (laughs) (laughs) when it first came out like i said i signed the petition i read the letter and i was all on board for it but then i said one thing and Scunny and i were on board we're we're on the same page with this it was like you know the 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 letter was great the petition was wonderful you got a lot of signatures but until you show us something different we're not fully gonna get behind this shit and i think you remember uh, i forget what her name is i'm not gonna butcher her name on here but she went on guns and and you know for two podcasts i believe and and talked talked a good game and at the end of it i remember commenting and said you know what she really didn't say anything i don't know <laughs> what your plan is i don't know what you're going to do because apparently and she said in our quote we are working and we, you will see things in the next few months well, I haven't me. seen anything. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I'm one of those people. If there is an, a plan in place, and if you say we're going to do this, please come here. I will be there. If you're saying that, you know, what we want to meet with the club and we want X amount of fans to come, I want to be one of the first people there because I want to meet with the club. I want to be in there for the conversations. But that's not what we got. We got a letter. We got a petition. We've got a few words. And then we had the Houdini Act. And it was exactly what I said was going to happen with these people. All talk. No action. I think. Just I, remember, the, I remember
2: our conversation that we had. I think we, yeah, we said exactly man. the same. We was, we was a bit like, right, I don't mind dipping a toe into this. But I am not jumping in two feet.
0: Mm-mm. Show me something different. Show me that you're serious. Give me some action, right? And this is what I've been saying about the club for years. I'm sick of words. Show me something. Because we all know that actions hold more value than words. So when We Care Do You came and disappeared, for me, it was exactly what I expected from these people. Another bunch of gutless gobshites talking shit to get their name out there. To get a little bit of notoriety. They're saying that we're talking. Who are you talking to? What actions have you taken? Why have you been so quiet? But now you want to come out the woodwork when shit is really going bad. Like Max said, that's not what I wanted. Constant dialogue. Constant action. That's what I wanted to see from these people. And we got nothing. But now you want to rear your ugly head again? Nah. As far as I'm concerned, stay in your fucking hole. Keep your fucking hashtag. And to all of those... There were big... Twitter handles that went behind this shit. That backed it 100%. But when shit was really going wrong with the club, you know, the Wenger in, out shit, they took a step back, didn't say anything. But we care, do you come out? Oh yeah, we're gonna back this. Now you cunts are quiet again, aren't you? Now you cunts are really pissed off, it's discontent and Emery needs to go. Where the fuck was your energy when shit was going bad? Four or five years ago, we care do you can go fuck themselves.
2: No, uh, that's to go, what I d- believe. Yeah, I'm gonna say to go back to uh, Max's poker puns. If you've got a royal flush, it's time to show your hand. But if you're yeah. still sat back with a pair of twos, you you better carry on sitting back.
1: They've and got don't nothing. Don't gamble on shitting your pants. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't do it. Do you know why? The that's, house always wins, as as and happens, the house yeah. is your asshole.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh as far as i'm concerned man we like a skid mark the size of a london strip (laughs) (laughs) man we can do you never had any plans to begin with it was all talk it was all talk because if you had plans we would know exactly what you're on about one of the things that they said right is that it's not only about transfers it's about safe standing and it's about the atmosphere within the emirates dan you go to the emirates tell me if the atmosphere has changed any what happened, and what season. happened
1: with that group of lads at the start of the season who we were hearing about?
3: Ashburton Army. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I was just going to bring up. That was what I was just going to bring up. Ashburn Army. Yeah, because this young lad, I think he's 17 or 18 and he got loads of shit on Twitter for trying to get the atmosphere going. And I thought that was harsh, yeah? So yeah, I went to the first figures. game at Burnley. I think it was Burnley at home. And there was they were nowhere to be seen. Like nowhere to be seen at all. So I was like what the fuck's going on here? Then it got to Tottenham, do you remember Scunny? And it went nuts. Yeah, yeah. And it was going, and it was going some. And do you know what? We were in block five, they were in block 26 and it started in 26 and kind of worked its way around to where we were and it was going nuts, um, to be fair. The game was shit but the atmosphere was was great just because of where it was. I've not seen an atmosphere like that 12 years at the Emirates in terms of the actual half-time singing and chanting and togetherness. It was great. Right. I've not seen them since. So I don't understand why it is that when something seems to work they stop it, because that for me worked. And that is the best I've seen at the half time at the Emirates. Most of the time everyone's pissed off because, you know, the the result, the way we're playing. This season has been hard and depressing at half time and People are, you ask Manny, has it changed? People are pissed off. If you had a vote of what they want to happen at the moment, I would be amazed if it was anything more of 5% that people want Emery to stay. That's how bad it is at the moment. It's toxic. We're seeing players get involved with... Liking fans' tweets about players that are shit, Emery's shit, Emery out. Players <laughs> are even starting to do that now. You know, now I don't know how true it is, no. and I don't know how official it is what Lacazette liking and troops and troops of the Bamiyang going out together and all this bullshit. That doesn't really interest me. What bothers me is what gets done about it, and We Care Do You has not done anything, in my opinion, whatsoever. And like you said to me the other day, Manny, it hasn't been anything that we haven't done before, really. Yeah, we might not have signed a petition before. We might not have, you know, individually gone and, and and got on board with something like that. But really, all they've done is moan and then wait for something to happen and then sit back, which is basically what Arsenal fans have been doing for the thirty years that I've been supporting the club.
2: I think the problem is that Ashburton Army. I think it was doomed from the start for him, to be fair, because they're in Block Twenty Six. The next block, the block next to him, is, is the, the family closure
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: So they were the word doomed from the start because. You know, you got the family enclosure, it's, You know, I mean, you got people with kids. You got the old. You know, some of the older generation of Arsenal fans in them areas, and they don't want to be hearing drums banging and stuff. So it was pretty much doomed from the start. They should have been allowed to move them or do some. You know, I mean, do something. Put them in a Bamiyang's box. You know, I mean, um, I hear they go. I hear them seats go quite well with fans now. And this, uh, is,
0: this is where we care do you apparently we're trying to have conversations with the
2: club about exactly right? and if where these... were they were they helping this ashburton army fuck no they want to help in the ashburton army man they
0: all talk these are the things right that they said that they wanted to improve about the club they wanted to improve the dialogue they wanted to improve the atmosphere so when you have a group of lads that want to do the same thing surely you would want to have conversations with them and go you know what if we are Speaking with people within the club, like their statement says, then surely you would have been able to help these group of lancers trying to improve the atmosphere of the club.
2: Well, they're taking they're basically taking a job from them, what they said they were going to do. So, yeah, like you say, um, you're right, they should have been right. Hang on a minute, these guys are doing us a favour here, let's. Put a bit of backing behind them Let's help him out. You know, we, we've got contacts. We might be able to sort something out for him. But no, have they? I don't. You know, I mean, one I don't know, and two I don't think they have.
1: And this brings Man. us back to what Manny said earlier on about the issue with this fan base: is that there is never a unified, consistent approach to forcing change. You look yeah. at any sort of revolution. And you may think I'm going overboard saying that that we're on the cusp of needing a revolution. But we are. We're, we're, We're a couple of seasons away from starting the process of becoming what Liverpool were for 20 years. What it took them 20 years to drag themselves back out of. We're on the cusp there. So we either lay down and let it happen or we start a revolution. And without a unified voice, and I will say this, that includes voices like AFTV because like it or not, they represent the thoughts and feelings of a large sector of the fan base. They would not have come to this much success if they didn't like it or lump it. That represents, that That includes the prawn sandwich, eating shabbly drinking, let's write a cordial letter and sit around in an aristocratic golf club talking about Arsenal. Hashtag we care to you group. It includes them because that represents a portion of the pan- fan base. It includes a notion of hashtag empty the Emirates. You go and st- it includes Ashburton Army because if you had a singing section, if you had a high atmosphere space and you started singing songs that were negative towards the club, then you start to increase the voice. So only when you bring together multiple assets from multiple parts of a football club, are you going to affect change? But you know what we do? We throw rocks at a statue. That's all we do. We got lots of people throwing pebbles instead of combining their assets and saying, let's take this down. And I'm telling you, I'm genuinely, genuinely worried. I put up on, the, on our, our chat group after the game. Post Leicester game, I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. I was genuinely embarrassed. I was the most embarrassed I've been since that shock loss to Man U, the big bopper, right? I sat there and I thought, we have just lined up like Sunderland trying to steal a point from Man City. And it was against Leicester, mm. right? I'm embarrassed. Watch the game. I'm embarrassed to be an Arsenal fan. I own a bar, right? People come into my bar. I'm embarrassed for people to come in and talk to me about my football team. And they do. Right, you know how I know even when I haven't caught a live game? You know how I know we're fucked? Because even if I don't read the messages, there's 50 messages on my fucking iPhone. 50 messages from cunts giving it to me about being an Arsenal fan. This is Arsenal. This is where players like Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira and Dennis Bergkamp. You know, th- this is this is not a fucking club of Elnenis and Jackers and Mustafis and there is only one fucking reason why this has happened and it's the board and to go back to the fans all of your nitpicking all of your talking about oh the team would be different if Ozil was in it or the team would be different if this was in it or the team would be different if that was in it get a fucking grip get a clue and realize that emery is a coach he's not in control of the club he's not a manager Right? He is a coach. His sole job, his sole responsibility is to get them playing on the football pitch. So you want to throw rocks at Emery? Preach. Throw rocks at Emery. Right? But if you're going to throw stones at Emery, throw stones at your fucking board. That when Emery wanted Wilfred Zahar because he wanted an Alex Awobi replacement with athleticism and strength and pace and goals, but what did the board give him? a 76 kilo Nicola Pepe, who looks lightweight, isn't premiership ready and is gonna take a season to get effect, right? The board hasn't delivered Emery the players. Now, I'm not gonna give Emery a break. I'm not gonna give Emery a break because he is the coach and his mandate is to get them playing. But I would argue that the board has taken an approach where they realized he wasn't the long-term guy And as a result, they haven't backed him with the types of players he would need to mould it in his own image. He doesn't want a Torreira, he wants an Anzonzi. He doesn't want a Ceballos, he wants a Benega. He doesn't want a Pepe, he wants a Wilfred Zaha. The fans need to get their shit together and realise that there are bigger fish to fry than shouting at a coach who, let's face it, is small-time. And the reason why we see him as big-time is because we think he's an Arsene Wenger replacement. He's not. He's a fucking Steve Bold replacement. Edu is the Arsene Wenger replacement. You've essentially got what used to be an assistant Mm. running your football while the club runs everything else. Get it together, Arsenal fans, and start fucking throwing stones upstairs at the board who's driving us down a road of mediocrity that we might not return from.
0: No, I don't think we're going to throw stones at the board. I mean, I think we're going to throw stones at... The manager throw stones at the players and throw stones at each other.
1: It's so because small time. It's easier. Time. To so do, it's, time.
0: easier to, it's so much easier to do that than to actually. I think the friction that happened during the the Wenger in and Wenger out period is still there. I don't think fans realise that there is a united dislike for Unai Emery and the board, but there's still a section of the fan base that would rather go. I was right and you was wrong as opposed to you know what you was wrong i was wrong let's get together and sort this shit out
3: yeah dan you were going to
0: say something bro
3: listen i think it's a great point what max makes and i think i said and i think we three agreed on the group that we've got about how that we're no longer blaming emory for this and we're now looking at the board because the board can make this change now they can make this change tonight tomorrow or next week But they're not going to because they've already come out and said that they're going to back this guy. So that's why people are so pissed because they're sitting there saying that we're potentially hearing this rumour that he's getting six games left. Six games, like Max says, and I said last night, is going to be 18 or 20 points too late there's no way we're going to be getting top four if that happens, in my opinion. I don't even think we're going to get top four as it is. So we're only, what, nine points behind, or is it eight points behind Man City? All of a sudden, it's looking like that's already too much. And then it could be even more than that. So this board need to act now. And I don't care if they are speaking to people. I don't care if they're not. What I believe is that they have the ability to do this now. And that's why fans are getting so pissed because they know that they can get rid of this guy. And I think that all of us can see that they must be watching what we are watching week in, week out. And if you're telling me that they're happy with that then they're on fucking drugs because the way we're playing at the moment is so bad, it is unbelievable. It's like Max just said, we're setting up like Sunderland did to try and get a point against Man City. That's an understatement. This is how poor we have been the last few weeks. We have not looked like a football team, let alone any kind of style. You know, when we were under Wenger, it was like, yeah, we can't defend, but at least we're going to score today. I don't even think we're going to score under this coach. He's completely lost it. So the board needs to now act on that and say, this coach is done, he's finished, the players aren't playing for him, he's lost the dressing room, the fans aren't happy, let's change this now, otherwise it's going to get toxic. Because trust me, it is going to get toxic. Very toxic. Okay. So right now we're in the international break.
0: Yeah. We don't play until next Saturday,
3: thank fuck. No, seriously, I'm... yeah, man, I'm with you,
0: man. I, I don't, I don't even want to watch Arsenal games because we're so bad. You know what I mean? I, I remember there were times where I couldn't miss an Arsenal game. Right? There were times where if I missed an Arsenal game, I felt like I'm, you know, part of my weekend was fucked up. Now I couldn't give a shit, man. I don't want to see, you know, David Luiz running around. I can't stand that cunt. I would much rather watch Come Dine with me and, and, and strictly come dancing than to watch this dickhead play football. But we're at the international break and we got Southampton at the Emirates next. The fans know exactly what the board are going to do. They're not going to sack Emery. The fans know that David Ornstein is being fed some bullshit by whoever is working at the club, source at the club. If they're smart enough to know that it's bullshit, that he's a journalist and journalists are paid to come up with stories like this, they can see that the club are going against one of their best players in the They can see that what they can see the pattern that's growing here. So, as fans, as four Arsenal fans on this show talking, Southampton's coming up. Let me set the scene. Southampton's coming up. The team's been announced. Emery's still at the dugout. It's about 45 minutes till kickoff. What would you want to see from this fan base that will make you believe that, you know what, we are finally coming together for one common purpose, and that is for the good of this club. We're coming together for the good of Arsenal Football Club. So, as fans, what the fuck would you want to see happen on that I,
3: personally, day. I personally feel that the rumours of a empty the Emirates uh, would be a good start. I mean, if something was to come out, doesn't have to be where cared, we care to you, don't care who says it, somebody arranges for something to happen that's big time, that's going to not be five or six people like us lot. It's going to be a massive thing that they say, right, we are going to enter the ground half an hour into the game. There's going to kick off with no fucker in that stadium apart from away fans that for me would be a massive statement to the board mm. and with signs and the club as a whole with signs when you walk in at 30 minutes as well go on
1: that, that's what I'd like to see I'd like to see it with signs I, I'd like to see us go back to old signs of what what
3: pre- kind of signs
1: thing, I, don't, I don't give a fuck I don't, I don't even necessarily like I don't want to see Emery out signs what Emery
3: out sign or no what? no I don't want to right. see
1: Emery out signs I want to see you know enough is enough second of board know. signs
3: Yeah, time for change or whatever, yeah. yeah, Time for
1: change, sack the board. I don't even want us going after the manager anymore. Sorry, the coach. I don't even want us going after the coach anymore. I made my sentiments clear on that. I think now it's time to put two barrels at the board and say, this is your club. You don't want to give us a voice. You don't want to listen to us. You want to put the manager up for slaughter. We're coming after you. And we're going to keep coming in 30 Mm -hmm. minutes late. We're going to keep walking in with our protest signs. Mm -hmm. Because i tell you what, the thing that will change the direction of this club and the only thing I believe that will change the direction of this club isn't necessarily fans putting pressure on the board. It's fans putting pressure on the players who will in turn put pressure on the board when they don't want to sign your fucking contract. That's the way you're going to force change. And that's why I don't hate Obamiang tweets. That's why when other people have been like, this guy has just been named our captain and he releases this. I actually see that as a move of leadership i see that as a move of balls and i see that as a move of fan pressure yeah, man. that has, got that some, has that moved Aubameyang into making that action balls. right he's shown his fucking nuts and he said i want to be here but you're not going to push me around right i'm going to do what i want to do and as captain i'm going to let it be known so if you empty the emirates and you come in on 30 minutes and you have bored out signs the pressure that that puts on the players because they're not playing in front of fans. And do not think for a second that those players aren't sociopaths and psychopaths who need the fucking love of people, Mm. of fans, to feed them. You do not become an apex player unless you desire that that sort of fandom. And once there is no one there in the first 30 minutes, you watch the players march into Edu's office and say, you need to change this. That's how you do it.
3: Well, so the reason that I can only seize that Sorry Scanny, Before I just I was going to say
2: Well Aubameyang and Lacazette Have already made that choice Haven't they By not signing contracts Yeah mm. So they're already They're already At the pivotal point At that moment So You know You've got to look at that And I agree with these guys I think that uh, An empty to the Emirates Is going to send That would send a
3: huge message Be massive massive absolutely huge message i was going to
2: say as well sorry mate i was going to say about ornstein as well you mentioned him uh manny yeah um he was wrong about pepe wasn't he
0: he was wrong he's been wrong about a lot of shit exactly he's full of
2: shit and i don't know why people listen to him
0: he's full of shit oh article. when ornstein says it it's confirmed fuck off man that guy was wrong about pepe he came out and when we made that rumored bid you know me that came out Arsenal will categorically not sign Pepe. Yeah.
2: Two days <laughs> you later. Know what
0: I mean? Two days Like a few days later. Oh, Arsenal agree a deal for him. He's got a lot of things wrong. This guy's being fed some shit by somebody at the club. And I think we are the dumbest club in the Premier League because instead of, you know, trying to get in front of this, trying to open a dialogue with the AFTVs because they're here and here to stay. Instead of getting in front of it and going, you know what? Let's invite the AFTV people in. Let's try to navigate and and change the narrative a little bit. What the fuck do they do? They allow this story to go out. They don't get in front of it. Of course they do. They allow allow us to see the division within the squad. And of course, some of the fans are going to run with it. Oh yeah, of course. So it's, it's, a, it's that thing,
2: it. isn't it, when you it's like predators and prey. As soon as mm. you get that sense of as you're a predator, you you, you get that sense of weakness, you latch yeah. on it. Yeah, hell And yeah. that's what they're doing. And that's what they're hell doing. Hell yeah. That's
1: what I used to do in rugby. Manny Manny, do you want to empty the Emirates? Oh, but, but, what? <laughs> First just of what, putting a question US. back to you. You know, you yeah, asked, no, you asked yeah, us of course, what yeah, we'd think, like yeah. to see. Dan said he wants, he, th- he thinks, empty the Emirates. I think empty the Emirates plus some good old fashioned protesting signage. You know, what do you You do know what, with
2: the signage, it will it will be Austin 316 or something for like wrestling. <laughs> you, you know, oh like, my that, God. that will be, that'll be, be the worst thing about it. our fans. You
1: <laughs> beat me fucking
0: to it, right? <laughs> you remember the anarchy of the fucking attitude era, mate? Yeah, exactly. Right? It would be. Signs it would be so stupid and, like that. And all of that madness, no. But now, to answer the question, right? Do I want to see the, the Emirates empty? Of course, it's a soulless. It's a soulless trap house, man. It's a crack house, that's the way I see it. It's soulless, there's nothing to that stadium. So, emptying it won't be a problem. My problem is, actually no, before I go into that, I would want to see that. I would want to see a coordinated effort from the fans to go, you know what, we want this to change. We want something more than what we are seeing. We pay too fucking much to see garbage. So I would want to see a coordinated effort. I would love to see the, club, the fans go, you know what? No, we're not going in 30 minutes. We can watch the game on our phones. We can stand outside the Emirates and we can watch the game on our phones. It's not that deep. Everyone's got 4G, 5G. You can watch the game on your phone. It's not a problem. Then go in after 30 minutes and then make yourself heard. Because I know Edu and the Rauls and the and the players and the manager and the coach. sorry, they're all there. But this is what you're going to get. You're gonna get fans in their seats at kickoff. You're gonna get, you know, songs of us and us You're gonna hear
3: that beat me too, s- that you're was to it, man. That's what that. I was gonna say.
0: You're gonna hear that and tedious shit. So we hate them, We hate them. I fucking hate that song.
3: I it's not just their money so it's not just their money it's going to be the tourists that come over it's going to be the people eating their prawn and avocado sandwiches in club level they're all <laughs> going to be there on kickoff you know man, listen, avocado. fuck the, fuck the <laughs> tourists
0: you're trying to tell me that there's more tourists at the emirates than there is actual arsenal fans
3: now what i'm saying is there is going to be tourists there man doesn't matter how many there are thousands hundreds they ain't going to be the ones sitting outside watching it on their phones in the pubs they're going to be straight in there with their cameras
0: man listen dude, if there's no fans there's no atmosphere so when the tourists come and see how shit the Emirates is they won't want to come back
3: yeah true story true story
0: that's what I like I, believe, I said right? it will be the but players
1: kick... when you drain the atmosphere it will be the players that take mm. action because they don't want to have you ever but, seen, but... Have you ever watched a game online you know like in Turkey or somewhere like that where they actually do a ban it's fucking horrible yeah it's, it's, it's horrible you know when there's no atmosphere the players won't play for it so like I said earlier that's where the effect is going to be if you empty the Emirates, the biggest effect will be on the players. Once you have effect on players, it's a 100.
3: direct, tangible loss of asset to the board.
0: One hundred percent, Max.
3: one hundred percent. But like I said, was that's it not you, what Manny, that said get. about that Israel thing? Was that you? Yeah, was that man.
0: Else? It was some. It was some. Um, some documentary it was on BBC iPlayer, right? And it was about this Israeli team, and they were doing well. Right. And this is a team that's not known for doing well. But this season, they got it together. Their fans were behind them. They packed out every game that they were at. They made noise. They sang. They were top of the league. Then the club signed two players from Chechnya. And the fans went, Fuck, no, this is not what we want. They signed them. They played them. The fans emptied out the stadium. Every game, it was Dead dead they went from first to the bottom of that league <laughs> only one player actually came out and supported the Chechenian players right and that was the goalkeeper All oh, the fans turned on the goalkeeper quick time so when fans come out and tell and, and say that we don't have an effect and we don't have a voice and what can we do are you fucking serious there's a lot of shit that you can do emptying out the emirates it doesn't make you a bad fan it just means that you are a fan that is sick of seeing the same shit that's sick of seeing failure sick of seeing like players playing half-hearted not putting in tackles not putting in any efforts and not coming over and saying thank you to the fans for coming out and supporting us it's not it doesn't make you a bad fan if you want to see change at your club but we're not gonna see that at uh, at Arsenal you know why Because these fans, us fans, we are the same as the people that run the club. We're all talk. No balls, no action, no cojones, whatever the fuck you want to say. We don't have none of that. Because we're scared of being bad fans. We're going to go into the Emirates. You're going to sit down at 3 o'clock. And you're going to see kickoff. And you're going to sing your shitty songs. And you're going to be a good fan on a Saturday. That's what's going to happen. And with that man We're done Boys Thank you for joining me on this man It's actually been decent It got deep at times But for the first For the debut show I don't even have a name for this shit
1: I've got a name I've got a name for it I've got a name for it I'm thinking Don't even I'm thinking Hot Topic With Black McConaughey Oh fuck off
0: (laughs) 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 Just fuck off You You know what i'm looking forward to the day i actually see max in person because i'm just gonna punch him dead in the mouth
2: man the skid marker society you
0: know <laughs> i'm just gonna punch him dead in the fucking mouth bro. and then we're gonna hug it out and we're gonna have some drinks and have some conversation but when I when i see him initially <laughs> i want him to tense up tense up man <laughs> he's tensed up right. already by the sounds of it tense up man you know what so it was fucking crazy like this club has driven me so mad on my way back from work... I was working Saturday night... That's what I was Oh man... I know what you're going to say... I didn't have a... I didn't have a problem missing... That stinking game... Right? So I was... <laughs> so I was working... I was already fired up... Because I read the comments... I saw the stats and everything... So... I'm working... Saturday night... Going into Sunday morning... I finish work... And I got to make my way... To Finsbury Park... Well the irony... I get on the... Um, I get on the Victoria line. I'm sitting there... You know... Minding my own business watching how to get away with murder on my phone and that somebody is standing in front of me and he's saying something so i take my headphone out oh, and he goes you're sitting in my seat i look around i'm like there's plenty of other empty seats and i'm pretty sure you didn't claim this one he keeps on talking i'm sitting in his seat And when he's talking, he's spitting at me as well. I'm trying to be as calm as possible because you know when you do martial arts, one of the first things they say, you give your opponent every opportunity you can to back down. And I did just that. So to the listeners and to the guys actually on this podcast, I want you to stick your arms out. And when somebody goes past your fingernails, that means you're within my space. And if you are within my space, i split your face and that's exactly what i did i gave him every opportunity to back down i gave him every opportunity to get out of my face with his stinking alcohol breath he didn't listen he didn't fucking listen so what did i do i chinned him and it felt so good man i had a venga emery image in my head and i just gave him the hardest (laughs) punch i could he went down like a sack of shit that's what's going to happen to Max, because you get on my fucking nerves, bro. I hope you sat back down
2: and put your earphones in as well.
0: Man, I just left him there.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Did you just I leave just him, him, sat there. back down, stick your headphones in, carried on, carried on like nothing? I just
0: happened. sat there. Some people were laughing. Some people were shouting. I don't give a fuck. My <laughs> stop, people, I've got two more stops to go. You can, you can lay down here sleeping. I am getting off at my stop. Fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. That's what I'm going to do to Max.
1: So that the moral of the up. story is you're going to punch me in the fucking mouth when you see me.
0: 100 percent i, I I'll try I, I, not to I, knock I, any
1: teeth out though i accept that just no chairs no chairs they they knock me <laughs> around no no
0: cactus jack with four lead chair shots bro i promise i'm just gonna punch you right in the mouth man <sighs> oh but that's man. it man that's it we're done man thank you guys man for joining me on this shit and i hope to have you guys on some more We'll see how it goes. We'll see how this is received. I don't really give a fuck how this is received, to be honest. We, <laughs> don't,
1: we don't give a fuck how anything's received really on the ass, really brothers, mate. Last week, we upset no. black people, Stephen Hawking oh, supporters, and Greta Thornburg. Oh, mate, that was the
3: best comment I've ever <laughs> listened to, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best comment we've ever had, man. Actually, Honestly, speaking of comments, right, have you two watched
0: Adopted in Sight"? Not oh, yet, no. You, yeah, no, why haven't no, you I watched have. it oh, boys, Dan you yes have you watch have it. no Dan has Scotty hasn't Scotty what the fuck
1: are you waiting Scotty for? watch it, watch uh, it. I'm, waiting, I'm for?
2: waiting for the right moment when I've got a bit of time on my hands if I'm being honest but it's, just, all, it's on my just, it's on my to-do list
0: man, just get a packet of crisps
1: get a packet of crisps <laughs> get a six pack of man. like bad American beer because you need you put on a trucker hat, take oh, the beanie off, mate. put on a trucker hat. Because you've got to go deep, you've got to go deep into your white cuntness to watch this. Right, just sit there with a six pack of butts, a trucker hat, and get yourself a pack of jalapeno oh. chips and just go full white. I don't, I don't do on bud white shit.
0: mate. <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite pack of crisp, then, Scotty bro? What's your favorite pack of crisps? bro? Chris, to? I don't
2: really eat them. To be fair, but if I had to choose, it'd be wheat crunches or something. Be what? Wheat crunches or snaps?
0: You like snaps? Yeah, man. You are such a northerner, man. What? Snaps? Those are nasty, bro. <laughs> Dude,
3: come on. <laughs> Those are nasty. What bro. are they? They little. What are they? What are they? They little tomato one. The little. Yeah, little it's tomato, tomato flavour like, yeah, yeah, like yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, spicy tomato. What's wrong with
1: man. spicy tomato crisps? I don't mind. That's how you know. It's
3: got to be be McCoy's or something like that. Oh, come on. Salt and vinegar McCoy's or something like that. See,
0: see, 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 the Essex boy knows what he knows, right? He knows fucking snaps. But anyway, whatever it is, that whatever you snack on, whatever it is you snack on, you sit there with the wife, right? The kids are in bed. You sit there with the wife and you go, you know what? Let me watch this shit. You won't believe your fucking eyes,
3: boy. You have to message us after, those, gunny All three of oh. us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah. I, I tell you this, man. I want the world to watch this shit. Everyone's got Netflix now, man. Put on a Ducted in Plain Sight. You sit there and you watch this shit. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> we're out of here. And I think we'll be back next week or the week after. I don't fucking know, man. Whenever I've got a topic in my head, I'll grab somebody and we'll get on here. And we'll just chat shit for an hour and a half. Sweet. Cheers, Until
3: mate. What's up, then. man? Enjoyed yeah. that?
0: In a bit, guys.